Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. Welcome. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of One on One here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network, episode 64. I'm, I, I I say it every week now, at least last couple of weeks. Still can't believe we made it this far, but two years into the pandemic, uh, you know, and, and we are here for episode 64 of One on One. And today with me, ladies and gentlemen, I have a special guest. Well, they're all special guests, but I got a guy who is one of the best voices in the game. And I'm not just saying that because he's here. It's the absolute truth. He is the former PA announcer for the Minnesota Timberwolves and, and, and in multiple other uh, facets. My man, Mr. Sean Parker. Sean, how you doing today, brother? Man, I am doing good. I, that intro, man, I'm going to I'm gonna have to get you to do my intro when I start <laughs> up whatever I'm, uh, I'm going to do. I'm here that was you, tight. Bro. I got your back. I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, it's like it's an absolute pleasure to have you here uh, to be with us today here on one on one. And, um, you know, before we get going, before we get started, before we get into all the good stuff, uh, I want to start off with uh, the most important segment of the show in most people's eyes. And that is the check in. All right. So, Sean, just checking in on you and your family and your friends. How's everything been going? You know, with a year or two in the pandemic, um, you know, people say it's gone to an extent, but it ain't really. Uh, but two years since all that fun has happened. How's your family doing? How are you doing? How's your friends doing? You know what? We're doing good. And, uh, you know, I tell a lot of people that uh, the pandemic you know, even though, you know, we were all affected. And of course I was, you know, me and my family were affected by that. It wasn't as bad for me as a lot of people because I actually got married at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, uh, my, my beautiful wife, Alana and I, um, we got married, uh, in March of 2020 when everything popped off, we were originally scheduled to get married in September. Anyway, we were going to have the big ceremony. And whatnot. Uh, but when everything started, you know, we looked at each other one day and said, you know, what would happen if one of us got sick and right. we need to take care of the other one? We need to be able to legally do that. So right, right. we went ahead, got married. So we actually had two wedding ceremonies during the pandemic. Uh, so uh, while a lot of people will look back and, and of course, there was, uh, you know, a lot of tragedy, a lot of death and everything. And, and I do uh definitely um you know feel that right i there was also a silver lining for me and there was also um you know i also have some very fond memories because it was really the beginning of the rest of my life and so that part of it i'm going to cherish but everybody's doing fine uh, my wife's doing fine my mother who lives with us uh she is doing fine while downstairs watching her game shows and, <laughs> and whatnot so uh <laughs> so she's good but uh but everybody is is doing great 
That's what, that's what I like to hear. I mean, we, we all went through different things, and most people know my story already. I lost a lot of people. 2021 was rough. 2020 was all right. 2021 was rough. This year, knock on wood, has been pretty solid, so I hope to keep that that vision going. Um, so, But I'm glad to see everybody is doing well. Glad to see everybody is feeling good. So let's go ahead and get into the journey, man. Let's, let's, let's talk about your passion for sports. You know, obviously, we, we know you're a big sports guy. It, well, where did little Sean, like we talking about seven, eight, nine, where did uh -huh. little Sean's passion for sports come from? What got you uh, falling in love with sports? Uh, it, it was my grandfather. Uh, my grandfather uh, was a big sports fan. And when I was growing up, I spent a lot of time. My grandparents lived in the same apartment complex as my parents and I. And so while my parents were at work and I would come home from school, I would go straight to my grandparents. Uh, during the summer, my parents worked. I was at my grandparents' apartment and I just, I sat at my grandfather's feet and just learned, um, you know, he taught me about Jackie Robinson and Larry Doby. Uh, he taught me about, uh, you know, the old Washington Redskins and, and, uh, and the Washington bullets and the Baltimore bullets. And, you know, he just, he gave me all of that history and just fueled that love and that passion. Uh, so, um, you know, I started watching sports from there. The, the first full Super Bowl I ever watched was at my grandparents' place. Uh, so that's just, uh, and it was Super Bowl 16. So, you know, kind of date myself, but, um, but yeah, that, that's where, that's where that came from. And then just, you know, I just it was just everything about sports that I just love the, you know, the competition, the scorekeeping, the uniforms, the stadiums, the whole nine. Uh, so, you know, I drive my wife crazy sometimes, you know, because I spend I talk to her a lot, uh, you know, about sports. But um, but that's where that passion comes from. That's that's, that's an awesome deal. I, I think, you know, um, and I'm going to ask you this before I swing to the next one. Now, when uh -huh. you were a kid and, you know. Obviously, you know, you being you know professional PA announcer that you are, uh, when you were a kid, um, do you do you do you remember like sitting back and watching games or playing a you know, maybe playing a video game or whatnot, doing one of those things and and like see you like cut the sound off and you do the announcing while the game was going on, or <laughs> did, do you ever remember doing anything like because I know I did that. I know uh -huh. I did that. Did you ever do it? I'm a, I'm gonna go you one further than that. Because when I tell people that I'm a nerd, I'm a nerd. So <laughs> I had these little football action men. And I would take these football action men, and I had this big blackboard. Mm -hmm. And I would draw a basketball court on the blackboard. Hmm. And I would make a, I'd have the, I'd have a, um, I'd make up the, the basketball, you know, backboard and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I made my own professional sports leagues, dog. I made my own leagues. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Right I there. created my own <laughs> leagues. I was the voice of this league, man. I had the standings, the stats, the whole nine. Really? I created my own world. See, I, I'm an only child. So, right, right. you know, only children, you know, they get the rap, what not being spoiled and, blah, 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 and all this stuff. But you also are very creative. So, no so you had no choice. So to this day, like somewhere around here, I wish I had it with me somewhere around here because I also had wrestling men. Me I made championship belts for these little wrestling men. I took my paper and I had pens and, and 
sharpies and whatnot. And I made little championship belts and I made the greatest replica of Ric Flair's big, big gold, gold belt. I have a replica of the big gold belt that, that went on these little action figures. So, yes, I, I commentated all of these, you know, games and whatnot. I just knew from an early age that I wanted to be involved in sports and that I wanted to be an announcer. When I was growing up, I wanted to be the 5, 6, and 11 o'clock anchor on the, you know, News 4. WRC in DC, right. you know, George Michael, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to follow in his footsteps. That's what I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, so I just did that. And, you know, that was just one of those little things that, that just kind of kept that, that passion going. You know, it's funny the, now the football, the, the, the football league was super creative. I wish I'd have thought now, taking that as now I look at it now and I said, man, I wish <laughs> I'd have thought of that as a kid. They did not go that deep. Now I did have a wrestling league. Uh -huh. I had my action figures. They're sitting in the closet over here in the corner that I that my my son occasionally plays with. Mm -hmm. I had the championship belts. I had my own thing, and I I used to call what they I used to have what they called or I called. Let me not they call because nobody else was doing it. <laughs> uh, but I used to call them all around the house matches. Okay, and it would be like it would be. I had a ring like a little toy ring, but I like these all around the house matches can go anywhere. We're talking about up the steps. I would have Sting taking on Triple H because I had WCW and WWF wrestlers <laughs> at the time, and it'd be a battle. I could be at the top of the step. It's like, no, there's 19 steps. Don't do it, Triple H. And he'd sling, sling, uh, Sting off the top. He's like, no. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I, when you said that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm there. I was there. I, so I these, that. so I had these, I had these, uh, these wrestling action figures, and uh, you know, some people might remember them, some not, but uh, I had the. AWA action figures. So they had an AWA action figure set. So I had, you know, I had the Road Warriors, uh, Rick Martel. They they slid a Ric Flair in there because they had right. like the champion versus champion deal. So I had a Ric Flair, but I had these AWA action figures and it came with the ring. But what I did, I was like, okay, I got these matches in the ring, but I need something a little bit more. Right. Old head DC, you know, DMV people will remember the home improvement store, Heckinger's. All right. Uh -huh. It was a hardware store back in the day, Heckinger. I had my father take me to Heckinger and I went and I bought like this mesh wire and I took it and I put it around the ring oh, no, and no, I no, had I steel ran. cage matches, man. Oh, steel cage matches. <laughs> I, I would have steel cage matches around this. And I'm like, you know, WWF, they hadn't come out with that stuff yet, but I just, I, I needed something more. Needed and something. I, oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> and, and so I would do that. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, back in the day, you didn't have brothers and sisters. I was like, what can I do to, to keep to, this to thing going? Time, man. <laughs> And that's crazy, but I think the worst thing was I used to have the theme music. I had a CD player, and like you know, I had like different theme music on the CD player. Uh -huh. so I would take my time, flip CDs, go hit the play button. So I, I, that's probably the most innovative besides all around the house match I had. But the Bob Wire, oh, that's strategic try. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And oh, speaking man. of theme music, I, on my phone, I have like two hundred wrestling theme songs on my. Phone I've, on I've my got. Phone. I don't think I have two hundred. I've I've got a I got quite a few though I would say probably close to fifty. Uh huh. Um, I didn't do two hundred because I got a lot. I tried to keep it to the ones that like. I like to walk. This is gonna sound. This is I'm I'm making myself sound crazy here maybe, but maybe it, maybe not. Like the ones I listen to before I walk into work. 
Like every day I pick one and I, I have my earbuds and I'm like, here we go. You and got to work jamming. You know, lately it's been Bobby Lashley. Like, okay. Tighten up. You know, I mean, every I had to play it before I walk in. It's been my motivation. It was Drew McIntyre maybe like a year or two ago. <laughs> right now, Bobby Lashley. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Uh-huh. So let's go to work. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I now, now, I, now I know this is your show, but I, but I do have <clears throat> a question for you. Cause I I've asked people this periodically. If you were a pro wrestler, what would your theme song, what would your, you know, your theme song be? Because oh. me, I said that my theme song would be Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. Because I, mm. I just love that. And I found out that the Von Erichs used that really? back in world class. <laughs> so I just, but I just let there's, you know, there's a certain, you know, swagger about that song and a buildup. And it's one of those deals. You don't come running out like the Ultimate Warrior. You just kind of, you know, come, you know, just kind of pimping out, you know, from behind the curtain. Just just come out smooth, just looking at the crowd. It works whether you're a heel or a face. So, yeah, what what would your theme song? Well, it's funny you say Ultimate Warrior because I don't know if we can see it in there. (laughs) He definitely went Ultimate Warrior on that one. It was was a meant to wear the shirt today. But my theme song actually would have been Camplo Luciano. Okay. Uh, And I... I don't know. It's just I when I had the old wrestling game, probably when they used to let you put your own theme song on it, it was probably about like 10, 15 years ago, uh-huh. um, like the original Xbox. But they would let you put your theme song on it, and that was the theme song I chose. Uh, nice. It was just it's it's something about like coming out of the ring, fireworks. I'm like, yeah, uh huh, this is me. So yeah, that would be that would be my theme song for sure, all day, all day. Oh man, that's awesome. Ready for it. Now let's go into your journey um, into how you became a professional PA announcer. Now I know you've done a little bit of uh, some wrestling shows, but obviously uh, you're you know maybe your biggest claim to fame up to this point because we know mm-hmm. big things are to come. Uh, uh, you were the former PA announcer for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So can mm-hmm. you take us on that journey on how you got to I guess this current point in your career? Sure. So. Um... Uh, so I, uh, I I studied journalism at the University of Maryland. I um, and actually before that, uh, I went to uh, Visual Performing Arts High School uh, in suburban DC. I went to Suitland High School, and uh, you know, since I was in second grade, I wanted to be behind the mic and do something. Right. So throughout the years, I studied that. Um, <clears throat> Got to Maryland, uh, you know, had some experiences and decided that I didn't want to pursue that. I wanted to get out of the game. I didn't want to want to do mm-hmm. uh, journalism anymore. So uh, bounced around and, you know, did retail and did real estate and did some other stuff. I decided about 10 years ago that I wanted to get back in and do something sports related. So I was looking around to see what, you know, what I could do and, you know, thought about the internship route and, and all of that. Um, so as I was looking at how to make an, uh, a re-entry right. uh, into the industry, I saw PA announcing and I'm like, PA announcing. I'm like, OK, you know, the guys that do the intros and and whatnot. And I was like, I think I could do that. And I think I, could, you know, would would enjoy that. So. I started uh, out volunteering. I, I reached out to a couple of high schools in the, uh, and I was working in Rockville, Mar- Rockville, Maryland at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, reached out to a few local high schools, uh, telling them what I wanted to do. A couple of them responded back, and one high school was like, "Yeah, let's, um, you know, we've got a new uh, boys and girls basketball coach. 
you know, let uh, let me reach out to them and see if they if they want to do it. So the AD did that, came back, and both of them were uh, were open to the possibility. Mm-hmm. So I uh, interviewed with both of them, really hit it off. As a matter of fact, the girls basketball coach at Rockville High School at the time, uh, and I'm going to name drop Curtis Cross, uh, mm-hmm. became my best friend. We are right. we are best friends to this day, uh, and. Um, so I started PA announcing, started volunteering, uh, did multiple sports at Rockville, started making connections in the industry, made connections with the uh, with the Wizards uh, PA announcer, Ralph Wesley. He put me on to a couple of things uh, that led me to the D.C. Divas, the women's professional the football DC team. D.C. Divas. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, I was there for two of their championship runs. Uh, and also uh, made connections at George Washington University. And I ended up doing six sports at GW. Awesome. Uh, and it was while I was at GW that I started looking around. I, I started looking to see what uh, professional opportunities there were out there, what professional auditions were out there. Uh, because I was at a point where I wanted, I just wanted to test my skills. I wanted to see where I was uh, compared to you know other PA announcers. Um, so that I could continue to grow. Right. So there were three NBA uh, positions that were open at the time. Uh, there was the Memphis Grizzlies, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. So I found out about the Nets audition the day of. So I was like, there's no way in the world I'm going to get up to <laughs> the Brooklyn uh, for that. <clears throat> so I kind of uh, ruled that out. So I sent out sent emails to the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves and the Timberwolves responded and they were like, yeah, we have a open audition slot, blah, blah. Uh, you know, if you'd like to uh, to come up. And so I said to myself, I've never been to Minnesota. I hopped on a plane right. and flew up there uh, and and took my chance. Um, had my first round audition and I went up with the idea that I just wanted to go up and do my best. I, I wanted to just do my best, leave everything out there on the court. Uh, and I did that in the first round. Uh, I, I left everything out there. I actually uh, had, for the first time in my life, I had a panic attack, not before the audition, but after oh, man. the audition. Like after I got up from the table and I walked up to the concourse, I started hyperventilating. Because the realization hit me that I, for the first time really in my life, that I flew up to Minnesota. I went to a a foreign place as far as I'm concerned. And I went and I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I left it all out there. I felt like there was nothing more I could have done. And even if they had called me back and said, well, you know, we've decided to move on with other candidates, I would have been completely content. Because I did, I, I did my very best. And it turns out that my very best was enough uh, that, uh, you know, God blessed me to beat out 400 other candidates. That's awesome. For that job. That's awesome. Uh, and so I got there to Minnesota and the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, as a, a, a great story. Like, and for, for a guy like myself in the industry and others that are listening that are trying to grow and say to yourself, man, I can't do this. They've worked the retail job. Yes, They've you can. Her, you know, you can do it. Work that and say, y'all, I can't do it. You are a story 
that people can, you know, take that tone and say, well, you know, Sean did it. I know I can do this. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, you know, like I was telling you prehand, I'm like, you know, I look up to, to you there's a couple people I look up to in this industry. You're one of them because, you know, you, you see a person grinding, you see a person working hard, man. And that, and that, that, that's, that's the thing, you know, you grind, you work hard in, in, in anything, in anything, not just mm -hmm. this industry, you can do what you want to do. I appreciate that. I mean, that's, that's, that's all I know to do. You know, you, you, you get out of it, what you put into it. So, you know, I, I, I put into it and um, you know, it's not, the thing about PA and PA announcing is one of those things that everybody knows about it, but nobody knows anything about it. <laughs> it's it's right. it's one of those things. It's like, you know, when I tell people, when people ask me, oh, you know, because I, you know, I don't put it out there. I don't walk around. Yes, I was an NBA PA announcer. I, I <laughs> you know, um, you know, people will sometimes and what normally happens is I'll be talking to somebody. He's like, oh, you know, you have a great voice. Have you ever thought about getting into radio or doing right, some right, announcing? Right. It's like, well, you know, actually I did. Da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, you're a PA announcer. Oh, so you're the guy that, you know, calls games on TV. No, that's the play by play guy. And we're, I we're end up telling them. <laughs> and I and I end up telling him and I always and, and I always look up and I say, forgive me, Lord. And I say, I'm the voice of God in the arena. Oh, OK. OK, we get it now. You're the guy. And yeah. Um, so it, it's some it's a it's 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 a job that is kind of misunderstood. So, you know, anytime that I can explain to somebody who's like, yes, this is something that, you know, that is necessary. Uh, in the game, because trust me, if you went to an NBA arena, if you went to an NFL stadium and you didn't have a PA announcer, Quiet. it's not something that you think about when you walk in. But if it's not there, you're like, you're like man, wait something's a minute, off. something's not, well, something's not right. Something's yeah, <laughs> exactly. Very, very critical uh, piece. <laughs> so any light that can be shed on the position, you know, is just, you know, it, it does nothing but help the rest of the industry. And that's why I'm so glad that. Uh, that the NBA and NBA 2K, uh, you know, put the the PA announcers on the video game because that that's another element of the whole entertainment experience when you go right. to the arena and now you get that element of that experience when you play the game. How how was that? I mean, when you when and for all the 2K fans out there, because I play 2K, I, I I'll be honest with you. One of the reasons when I did initially get I, I played with Minnesota just so I could hear you. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, how did it feel when you first, if you got the first chance to like play the game and you like, or you know, listen to the game, whatever, mm -hmm. and heard your voice on there? It's like, man, look at that. That's that's me. How did that feel? It's it, it's surreal. You know, you. I'm of that era that you know I grew up playing video games as well, and to wake up and know that your voice <laughs> is on a a video game. You know, that is not only on a video game, but, you know, one of the most successful video game franchises right. uh, that's out there. Uh, it is definitely something that it's humbling. Yeah, it really is yeah. humbling. And the the experience of going out because uh, most of us, uh, you know, flew out to L.A. and, and uh, you know, went to this wonderful studio. The people there, absolutely fabulous people. Uh and to go and to, you know, lay tracks and to do all of these lines uh, for the game, it gives you an appreciation, A, for what goes into putting a video game together. Right. Um, 
it also was an experience that I didn't know. It was another, it was another experience where I didn't know that my voice could stretch that much. Cause we, I mean, I, we did seven days straight. I told my wife is the equivalent of doing like three NBA games a day for Ooh. seven days straight. <laughs> I mean, after the first, the, after the first day I said, I, I'm not going to be able to do this the rest of the week. Like my voice was like, <laughs> but they, they coach you through, they give you the techniques to get through. And by I, my voice was actually stronger by day seven than it was on day two. Oh man. Uh, so <laughs> it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. I am so glad. Um, yes. You know, it's 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 a little boost to the ego when people oh I played you know boost. heard you on the game and that was great and whatnot blah blah but it but for me it's just it's such a humbling experience and, right. and something that I'm just so appreciative and grateful it's like the cherry on top of of everything that I've experienced that's it. that's that's an awesome deal I remember when I saw your first post on I said man how cool is that <laughs> I was like <laughs> how cool is it that you're gonna be on the, if you know you're always gonna be connected to that game and that, that mm-hmm. that's that's a pretty good deal man that's awesome that's awesome all right so now it's time ladies and gentlemen for uh probably my favorite segment of the show i know we did the most important one now we do my favorite segment of the show it's always the fun one because it's always interesting to hear it's time for quick ones all right ladies and gentlemen it's time for the sean parker edition of quick ones here on 101 sean are you ready for the Sean Parker edition of Quick One. On. Let's let's do it and get my sip. Here we go. He's ready. Hello, get a little sip in there. There mm-hmm. we go. There you go. All good stuff in there. Just water and tea, y'all. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So for those out there, the way it goes. For those the first time listening, quick ones. We're gonna throw a phrase out there. Throw, throw a small question out there. Sean's gonna give us some feedback on there. We got some fun ones in there. We got some sta- we got some standard ones that we always use, and we got some fun ones in there. So let's start off with our first standard one, Sean favorite sports moment oh that's easy that's easy 70 chip super bowl 17 redskins are down 17 13 fourth down and one 43 yard line theisman hands off to john riggins he drags don mcneil (laughs) dragged him about five or six yards and then riggins takes off down the sideline scores that touchdown redskins go up they end up winning the uh, Super Bowl twenty-seven to seventeen over the Miami Dolphins. Man, man, That's I, the I one. remember. I, was, I think whenever I've seen a highlight, especially a Washington a Redskins highlight, a Washington football team, Washington Commanders, for all those out there, don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Uh, but uh, for all of for that organization, the Washington organization, that I remember Riggins, uh, and I remember that play going up the sideline, and I'm like, man, this guy is out here just trucking, folks. Yeah. And you know, and the franchise is so historic, man. It's 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 just so much you know greatness that have come out of that uh, franchise, and so yeah, that Riggins play is uh, is definitely starts in my mind. I think it may not have been my favorite moment per se, but I think the one that I always remember is that bomb that Doug Williams threw. I can't remember which Super Bowl in, but it's the one against uh, the Broncos. Twenty two. I mean, he was just just out there just destroying them. Just destroying them out there. Poor Broncos. Thirty five points in one quarter. Yeah, they weren't playing around. It was it was not and cool. only and only eighteen plays. They only ran eighteen plays in that quarter. <laughs> he was out there slinging. Doug was out there slinging. Man, it was crazy. Uh, next one. I hate to do this to you. Worst sports moment. That also is very easy. 
The next year, Super Bowl 18, Marcus Allen. Yeah, Marcus was rough in that game. Marcus Allen going up the middle, and I mean, he just sliced and diced. You know what? Actually, that that moment is tied. So, yes, the Marcus Allen run for the touchdown. But even before that, rocket screen. Redskins backed up on their five-yard line. Joe Theismann drops back to throw a screen pass to Joe Washington and blanking Jack Squirek <laughs> jumped up, intercepted the pass, goes into the end zone, scores a touchdown. Raiders go up at halftime. That was like the that was that was awful. That was the you're, only you're time in my life I am very not old a fan now. of Super Bowl 18. <laughs> not a fan of Super Bowl 18. That's the only game where I cried as a sports fan. I was 10 years old and I cried. <laughs> at the end of that game, that was just that was the most brutal game ever. I had a couple of those. I th- I think the one that I there's two that I felt like I wanted to cry, and I'll throw those in real quick. NFC Championship game 2015, Seahawks, Packers. There's no reason we should have lost that game. Yeah. Um, until this day, I remember sitting on the porch afterwards, went on my front porch, and I sat there quiet. I wanted to cry so bad. I didn't know how to feel because in my heart, I was like, "We're going to Super Bowl. This is meant to be." Mm-hmm. And five minutes later, when we were with five minutes ago, no go, just didn't happen. And then the Brett Favre interception uh, in the NFC Championship game in 07 against the Giants. To this day, I'm like, he just, I think he just didn't care anymore. <laughs> I, don't think he anymore. I remember I went in my room and just sat in the dark. My wife said, You okay? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> I just, just want to be alone right now. <laughs> people, when you're a fan of the team and something like that happens, tough. people just don't understand you. You, you know, you feel it all the way to your soul. It, it's it's tough. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts more than you'll ever know. And I, I've brought it up multiple times on the show. Whenever I ask that question, I, I it's like therapy to me. I have to almost repeat yeah. to be like, oh, I get it out, get it out. It, it will one day pass the rail. I still I have know. problems when when they when they uh, show America's game on NFL Network. Mm-hmm. I, I have problems watching the Raiders <laughs> America's game from that Super Bowl. It's just like, skip. Oh, I gotta watch that. I gotta watch those highlights again. Uh, skip. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll be back in thirty minutes when the next one is on. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Next one. on quick was favorite athlete growing up. Oh, that's tough because I had a couple of them. Um, I had a couple of them, but I would I would still have to go with John Riggins. Yeah. Um, because of you know because of the stature, the status that the Redskins had in uh, in the DC sports landscape. See, people now, if you're you know just following football now, recently gotten into following football, and you know watching football team commanders and whatnot. You don't understand how huge the Washington Redskins were in D.C., in the D.C. area in the 1980s. Oh, my goodness. They were head and shoulders. We didn't have the the Washington Nationals. Yep. The Bullets were Mm -hmm. an afterthought. Yeah. If you were a baseball fan, you might have been an Orioles fan, but they were up there in Baltimore. Right. And the Capitals, this was pre-Alex Ovechkin. So it was all about the Redskins. So you had, I mean, there were commercials. It seemed like all the Redskins had commercials. Um, and J- John Riggins was everywhere. He was that larger than life personality. 
You know, he was the one that got drunk in front of, you know, Sandra Day O'Connor and Ronald Reagan at the White House and, you know, pass it out. I mean, he was just that larger than life character. And then he was so talented on the football field. So I would probably say growing up, it was it was John Riggins. It was the diesel. All right. All right. Uh, next one on quick ones. And this is going to kind of segue with the John Riggins thing is. Watching the commander thoughts. Uh, John Riggins is not a fan. <laughs> From what I saw, he wasn't. He's not a fan of the commander's uh, right. name. Mm-hmm. I know I heard it. I don't know if it's still true, but he didn't want his jersey sold uh, with the commanders on the back. He they pulled it. it. They pulled it off done. of NFL.com. Yep. Right. So he's like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Redskin, and and I understand it. I understand it. That's what that's what that's what he loves. But let mm-hmm. me get your thoughts on the Washington Commanders, because I mean, obviously, you still bleed DMV. Mm-hmm. And I, I I just want to know what are your thoughts about this team, uh, especially heading into the season. What are your thoughts about this Washington team? They have a lot of they have pieces. They they have a lot of young talent. Um, you know I I think they're going to be a lot better than people think. You know I've heard people, uh, you know, saying, oh, you know, this is a six seven win team. You know, the NFL is one of those deals where a six or seven win team with a break here or there becomes a nine or a 10 win team. Yeah, right. 11 win team. So, right. So, I mean, it's very possible at the end of the season, we could be looking at a, and this, this, this new schedule, these 17 games, they could be a nine and eight or 10 and 17. That sounds so weird, doesn't it? It really does. It should be like, ten and six, think, nine and seven. But I they could be like a, a nine and eight or ten and seventeen. Buffalo, Buffalo won eleven games last year, but they lost six and they won the division. I was like, yeah. When yeah. I thought, oh, they're eleven fat. No, they were 11 <laughs> no, they're eleven and six. six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Green Bay won thirteen games last year. They were thirteen and four, and I'm like, right. all right, I guess. I mean, I, but I mean, I mean, in my mind, mentally, they still were either thirteen and three. They were 13, 13 and three going into the last game, and I'm like, all right, they lost the game to Detroit that they weren't trying to. Is like, the CFL field coming next? Are we going to get a 55 yard line? Oh man, that, that might, three that downs. Might next move, might, hey, they might make them do what they did in the XFL in the beginning. They put the ball at the 50 yard line and have both players run for it and see who gets the ball first. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? I mean, <laughs> that was wild. Who knows what they do next, but I, you know, I and then as a lot of people know, I do cover the Commanders or Legacy, and we mm-hmm. also cover with Bowie TV, and. Um, you know, from what I've seen from this Washington team in the last couple of weeks, defense is looking really good. I will say, uh, mm-hmm. there's been some days where it's been a back and forth. The offenses looked really good, and there's some there's some days where the defenses. But for the most part, I think the defenses look really good, even without Chase Young. Uh, Montez Sweat looks like he's in a different different zone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what I've seen from them. The linebackers are still growing, so that they'll be interesting to see. Uh, but I really like this, and I tell people like the receiving core is getting a lot of love. You know, with mm-hmm. Dotson. I like this running back room. I think yeah. Gibson being healthy, very key. McKissick mm-hmm. has been underrated, and I'm not saying through Washington though, but underappreciated in the league. I'm the so glad he didn't years. walk. When oh my goodness, hurt, it was all McKissick, and yeah. this Brian Robinson kid, six three, it just tough, tough runner. And mm-hmm. then I may not forget Jerry Patterson. They got that nice little four combo there mm-hmm. for Washington. So I mean, I like what I've seen so far. And and the people that that haven't come around on and I, and I get it I, I get you know the Carson Wentz you know skepticism and whatnot but I mean he has produced it's yeah. not like you know he's a trash quarterback no and uh, you know that that the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl I mean 
he was a huge he, part of that. He was you know? the MVP. No, he wasn't there in the game itself, but man, he brought them. He was like Moses. He brought them to the promised land. Before, he just didn't make it in himself. Before he got hurt, between him and Derek Carr both, before they got hurt that season, they were neck and neck for the MVP. And they both got hurt in like consecutive weeks. Yes. Uh, and so you look at it and say, like, if one of those guys would have won it. Before he got hurt, the Eagles were looking phenomenal. Uh, last year, people people trashed Carson. And then last year, look at how they were like he did like 27 touchdowns, five picks, or like seven, eight picks. He looked statistic wise, he kept he took care of the football. Yes, they right. did have Jonathan Taylor, but guess what? They got three or four running backs this year that can run the ball well. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure Rivera will run the ball a little bit and just ask Wentz maybe not to do too much, but you right. got a stud, you got a stud receiver in Terry McLaurin. You got a Dotson who's done some really good things in practice. Young guy in Denami Brown. I was going to say, don't forget about Diami Brown. Yeah, really. I mean, I, I, I like this team. I don't want to hype them too much yet because I, I want them to prove people wrong first before the hype, you know. Gets Let them be the under the radar. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll see with this Washington Commanders team. But uh, before we move into the next quick ones, uh, do you have a record? Do you want to do that or you just want to wait and see how things go? I understand completely. I'm going to go nine and eight. Okay. I'm going to go nine and eight. I think that's what I went. I think I went, I had them going, I said they'll win between seven and nine games. That's mm-hmm. what I had them doing, depending on how, like you said, the coin flip goes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Next and by one, the way, let, let me go on one-on-one record by saying that I was team Washington Red Wolves. So, yes, that's the name oh. I wanted. <laughs> the commanders, I was like, okay, it's commanders, but oh. I was team Red Wolves. <laughs> you know, Shy, I'm glad you brought that up because I was about to move on, but I, I'm glad you brought that up real quick. I think Washington knew they messed up in their own video. When yeah. Jason Wright quoted and said, 85%. Of the fan information we got in said they wanted the Red Wolves. 85%. If you wanted this to be a smooth transition mm-hmm. from, you know, you're going to still have your, I'm a red skin. You, you're going to have those people out there. We understand that. Yep. 85%. You telling me one of the top franchises, one of the top money-making franchises, even with the tenants not being where it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't tell me they couldn't get the rights to Red Wolves. You cannot tell me. Every the fans wanted it, and you said, "No, nah, we good. We're gonna go with Commanders." What? It's like you really uh, you couldn't have written a big enough check for Arkansas State. I'm pretty sure Arkansas State would have been like, "You just give us a little revenue here and there, that we'd have been fine." I'm pretty sure that would have been the case. That's the yep. part that that blew my mind, up, Sean. I to this day, I'm like, "Why even put that part in the video?" Because right. I say like, to me, I was like, I, when I was listening to it, I'm like, no, Jason, this is not the move, bro. It's you like now transparency to a point, bro. <laughs> to a point. It's, it's it's the craziest thing. But I, it, we'll see how the commanders do. I do like the black jersey, so we'll see how that goes yes. Uh, yes, when they so play good. Minnesota this year. Uh, now let's get to the fun ones. We All got right. we got three uh, we got uh, three fun two fun ones here, and then we'll head on. All right, greatest game you've ever called. Ooh. <laughs> There are a couple of good ones. I, I think um, the one that really – there are two that stand out to me, mm-hmm. and both of them for different for different emotional responses. So the first one, my first year, and I mentioned it in the, uh, in the 2K trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, my first year, the last regular season game of the season, we played the Denver Nuggets, and it was a win and you're in the, the right. playoffs. 
And so it was a game that went back and forth. Nuggets went up by like a dozen points. We were up and the game ended up going to overtime. And we ended up uh, winning on a wasn't it wasn't a buzzer beater, but it was a last second shot uh, that uh, that ended up winning the game. And the crowd just when when the buzzer hit, there was just this cathartic just the crowd just exploded. It was 14 years of pent up. We haven't been in the playoffs angst that just got let out. The Target Center, I tell people, even though Target Center is the second oldest uh, NBA arena right now, really, that play, it only behind Madison Square Garden. Look it up. But that place can get so loud. And I had goosebumps. The word clinched was flashing on all of the scoreboards. The you know people were hugging, high fiving, you know, just screaming their guts out, and that game, for all of the excitement, and then for the emotional release at the end, uh, that is definitely um, one or one A on my list. The other one was when Derrick Rose um, played for the Timberwolves, ah. and he had his fifty point game. Right, right, right. It uh, it was Prince night. I never forget. We were wearing the the Prince the Purple Rain jerseys, and he scored fifty. And um, so you know the the the, the uh, team mobbed him and whatnot, and you could tell he was emotional. And then after every Timberwolves win at home, the player of the game gets interviewed in house, and he was being interviewed, and he broke down. Uh, he broke down and started to cry um, in that in-house interview. And all like I almost broke down watching him because you could it. tell that he had worked so hard to get back up to that level. And all of us knows that, you know, Derrick Rose was the man when he yeah, first came Derrick out. Rose. Oh, my, you know, MVP and the whole nine. So we knew what he was capable of. And he had had so many setbacks. And for him to have that game, and we all felt the same emotion that he felt. Right. So those are the two games that really uh, you know, were the were the great games. Yeah, that that, I called you know, it's that funny. I, that Der- remember. I, I remember that Derrick Rose game. I, 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 it was so good to see him have that moment because he's a guy who, like you said, went through so much, and for him to go back and have that moment, absolutely amazing, absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. All right, last one, last one, fantasy oh. one. Here we go. Here we go. All right. You're having dinner, uh, and you can have three famous people. It can be anybody. I don't know, you know, uh-huh. sports world, whatever. You have three famous people hang with you for dinner. Who do you? Who are you having dinner with? Barack Obama. Ah, okay, okay. I mean, that's just. It's a gimme. It's a gimme. I know. In I'm a president, and see, I'm a presidential nerd. So, yes, I, you know. Too. I'm a presidential nerd. I'm one of these people that can uh, that can recite all 46 presidents in order from <laughs> from Washington I, 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 I to Biden. We're, we're in a very unique club. I'm in there. I'm in there. Vice president, fact, not so much. Matter of fact, one of, I have a book back there on my shelf that is called "To the Best of My Ability." It is mm-hmm. a presidential biography book. But anyway, um, Barack Obama is is definitely one of them. Not to steal that book. and this next one not just because of the industry 
mm-hmm. that this person was in, but just the positivity, all of the positivity and the aura that this person has. I'm going to say Dwayne Johnson. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say Dwayne Johnson. Love I just, you know, you know, uh, if man crush, yeah, yeah bro, bro one of them. Yeah, romance by far. It's not even. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I went. I went to two WrestleManias. I went to two uh-huh. WrestleManias, Sean, in hopes of just hoping out here. If you Smith just if even he didn't have to wrestle, he just had to come out. And that childhood <laughs> fantasy of uh-huh. seeing The Rock live. I've seen Stone Cold. I've seen the Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hulk Hogan. I've seen Ric Flair. I've seen all of some of the greats. Uh-huh. The one that has eluded me. Is Dwayne the Rock Johnson? So believe me, I, I feel you on this one, Sean. I feel you. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, and wow, that that who's gonna get that third spot? That's uh, hang it. This, this table is pretty good. The Rock and, and the Rock and Obama. The Rock and just, Barack Obama. Yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty good table. That third spot. Um, wow, because there are just so many, so many. It's, it's so people. Many. See, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to, I'm tempted to put a, a Hollywood crush there just to. I mean, you could throw it. I won't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> tell your wife to close your ears. I understand. Yeah, see, that's the thing. My my wife knows who all my Hollywood crushes are. So it's yeah. not, you know, <laughs> my wife. Does. That's that's not even a um a problem. Like that's a not problem. A, that's not a problem at all. Um, wow, the third person at that table i am just going to you know what because of just the because i want to see the interaction right i'm just gonna say michael jordan i just you know i want because i watched the last dance and you know you you got to see a different side of Michael Jordan, even though we knew that side was there. Right. But yeah, just to, because, because of the experiences, because of, and, and all of those people, you know, uh, the thing, the thread that runs through them. Right. Is that they are arguably the best at what they did, you know? So why not surround yourself with greatness? Why not put yourself at the table with people who have done what they have done at the highest level? Because that is what I aspire to. So, you know, I think that's what I would want to do. I like it. Uh, I was very tempted to put either Sasha Banks or or, uh, Bianca Belair there, but I am going to digress. That'd have been tough. I, and like I, I said, my wife already knows about. My, yeah, that that, that, that would have been a tough one, Bianca or Sasha. I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even going to put myself through that. But that's a that's a pretty solid table. We got Barack, <laughs> The Rock, and we got Mike. Yeah, that's MJ. That's mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, everybody. That's the Sean Parker edition of Quick Ones, and what a way to end it on that one. I I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, before we get out of here, Sean, we we want you. Uh, well, first of all, we want to say thank you for coming on. That that, that has been my an pleasure. Pleasure to have you on, and anytime, and it's been it's been great. And before we get off, we have to do one last thing. We have to. We got to leave your legacy, Sean. We I, I want you to. This is opportunity. Uh, we just want to know what 
Um, if any, well, first of all, any projects, any projects that you have going on, have going on, anything up the sleeve, any any new things that we we can look out for, anything you want to tell us about, uh, and and then of course, like what type of legacy you want to leave uh, in the industry, uh, you know, when you retire, um, when you when you're out of the game. Um, well, first of all, in terms of uh, in terms of projects, we had a brief conversation. Uh, you know, before we started recording, uh, I'm sitting here in my office slash studio. So, uh, hoping to, uh, to get the voiceover, uh, career really, uh, really cranking, you know, doing some stuff, uh, because I, you know, I've always felt like I should be behind somebody's mic, uh, doing something. So, uh, voiceover is something that I'm passionate about. So, uh, so I would, uh, um, working on that. Uh, also, hopefully, uh, you will hear me behind a sports mic or two uh, somewhere in the southeastern United States. Uh, hopefully, this this fall. Um, so we'll I'll uh, update you. Have me back on. I'll update you on that. And like I'm also hopefully, you can say. Hopefully, the graphic at the bottom can say current pa announcer of blah 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 and that's so. that, that's 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 the goal that's that's <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's, the goal. that's that's the goal that's the goal and ultimately one day uh and and i told the timberwolves when i left you know hopefully one day i can get back into the nba somewhere so you know mm-hmm. there's precedent for that uh so yes yeah, so working on on those things and in terms of the legacy you know i just i would like for young people getting into sports, looking um, at sports to know that PA announcing is a viable option for them, uh, that it's not just necessarily about doing the play-by-play and I've done play-by-play and it is wonderful and I love it. Um, But you know, that PA announcing that is a viable option for them uh, to really learn and understand the craft and learn and understand what it's all about, what your role is, and hopefully to kind of educate a lot of people. You know, we've seen and heard the, you know, the videos and the stories of PA announcing gone wrong uh, because people want to editorialize when they're behind the mic and they want to do play by play behind the mic when that's not your job. You know, that's it's not, like a it's stay not, in your life. People, so people don't realize it's not the same. Thing. It's not the same thing. <laughs> the so, same but <laughs> so the, you know, the legacy that I would like to leave is to just um, educate more people about what PA announcing is all about, uh, about doing it the right way, and also just being available for right. anyone you know to give advice, questions. Um, the Timberwolves looking for a new PA announcer. They're having auditions and whatnot. And I've had several people reach out to me and ask me, you know, what the Timberwolves are looking for, you know, what, you know, what should I, what should I do? And, and, and so um, I enjoy talking about the craft and giving advice on, you know, on what, you know, what should my next steps be, you know, what tips and techniques. Uh, So that's the legacy is to really, uh, to really elevate um, the position. Uh, one of my personal mottos is a rising tide lifts all boats. And so that's what hopefully I can do is to help be that rising tide and, uh, and lift everybody's boat up. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm 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 glad that you said what you said. I, I I'm gonna throw this in real quick. I, I'm glad you said what you said about PA announcing and play by play because I I mean I've done it before where I've done split where I've I'm PA announcing in the high school game and then turn over and do a play by play on the on the network for my high school. Uh, and and I mean and I always do a little disclaimer in there, but people don't realize there's a huge difference. I don't know how many little league football games or how many high school games I've been to and the guys out there or whoever's out there doing the pair is reckless. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, whoa, it went over there. And it, uh, like, like, all right, man, come on, man, please. Just that's right. And it, it bothers me. I know it bothers me tremendously. So I can only mm-hmm. imagine. <laughs> I can yeah. only imagine. If you want to do that, if you want to do the play by play, that's fine. Do just right don't thing. do it on the PA mic. Yeah, man, do it. Just do Give it. Give them the, the right information <laughs> and, the and, right and keep it going. Oh, it drives me insane. I, I'm glad somebody said it. I'm, I'm so glad somebody said it because it, it bothers me strategically. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but once again, everybody, thank you all. Thank you all for tuning in. And real quick, want uh, to go ahead and give love to next week's guest, my man Lawrence Johnson, host of Seven City Shop Talk. Uh, you know, he's also on the Woo um the Wu-Tang's radio station down there in Virginia Beach. So he's going to become my fellow Wahoo my fellow UVA guy. Uh, you know, me and him are in the press box all the time. We're talking UVA sports, uh, football games, and in basketball and some other sports. So Lawrence is going to join me next week, a.k.a. Big Law, for episode 65. Should be a fun one. But, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I'd like to thank my man, Mr. Sean Parker, for coming on. Thank you so a much. Part of this episode like shine like man i i truly 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 appreciate you man thank you for coming on um thank you so much you go man just if if you want to give everybody your social media information so they can connect with you brother absolutely um please reach out to me uh my handle on twitter and and instagram is main event voice all one word main event voice and uh you can find me on facebook got facebook page professional and personal sean parker spell you see how it's spelled um so please just reach out to me um you know i love talking to people about the craft and and uh uh about all things wrestling see we, you got to get me back on here and we got to have we, we just to, a we whole get session about just we wrestling gotta, we got to get into a deep wrestling <laughs> all one one time man and we can we can we can go a little deep on that bad boy there's so much to yes talk. sir there's, there's so much to talk <laughs> we we had to get deep into that bad boy. Next <laughs> well, when we have season five, we might just sneak you back in here to get that to get that one in there. There you go, <laughs> most definitely. Once and then by that time, it'll say current PA announcer of so and so. We'll see in due there time, baby. In due time. <laughs> once again, everybody, I'm your man Darrell Lawrence. This is Sean Parker. Uh, once again, thank you all for tuning in to Legacy Maker Sports Networks one on one here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. We'll be back next week with Lawrence Johnson. And once again, the power rankings are coming up in a couple of weeks, so be ready for those. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time. Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one-on-one, one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth. Then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the